Welcome to the Lexington Public Library's Tales from the Kentucky Room podcast, where we discuss everything Lexington and Fayette County history. I'm Miriam, and in each episode of this podcast, we will feature a guest that will share a piece of local history. So thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Good day, everybody. Today we are talking to Erin West. Uh, she's a librarian at the Lexington Public Library at the Central Library, one of the Kentucky Room staff. She's going to be talking about two famous Kentucky scientists, John James Audubon and Constantine Samuel Raffinesque. They had a quirky relationship and an odd encounter, so, some funny interactions. So can you talk to us a little bit about Mr. Audubon and his background? And Absolutely. So John James Audubon was a famous naturalist Mm -hmm. and artist, and he specialized in birds. Uh, But in 1818, he pulled just an epic prank on Constantine Samuel Raffinesque, the full extent we just learned in the last couple of years. Raffinesque was a very eccentric naturalist uh, who, in 1818, he was working his way down the Ohio River Valley and describing plants and animals that he found. He stayed with his fellow naturalists, which is how he came to be in the home of Audubon. So Raffinesque was this really weird guy. So he was a professor at Transylvania, uh, but he would often miss his own classes because he spent so much time (laughs) collecting specimens. So your typical absent-minded professor. Yes, absolutely. He generally wore stained clothes. He had a giant (laughs) waistcoat with huge pockets that he would just stuff specimens in. So oftentimes his clothes were wet from (laughs) plant juices. I'd hate Um, to be the one doing his laundry. Yes. But over his career as a naturalist, he described over 6,000 new species of plants. Wow. So his obsession paid off. So imagine this wild-looking guy, big, bushy beard, juicy coat, (laughs) shows up at your door uh, with a letter of introduction that calls him an odd fish. An odd fish. Yes, an odd fish. And he asks to stay with you. And Audubon (laughs) lets him. Henderson, Kentucky, correct? Yes, Henderson, Kentucky. And Raffinus ends up staying with him for about eight days, which was fairly typical. But Audubon reports that it was more like three weeks. <laughs> it's all about perception. Yes. yes. <laughs> we know from the next unsuspecting naturalist that Raffinus stayed with that he was actually there about eight days. Um, I'm sure it felt like three weeks to Audubon. Yes, I'm sure it did. <laughs> So it was fairly well known around the community that Audubon liked a good prank. Um, In 1831, Audubon uh, wrote about another incident that he pulled on this unsuspecting European visitor. He titled the incident in his book, The Traveler and the Polecat. The Polecat, which is a skunk. It is a skunk, yes. (laughs) So the traveler sees this beautiful animal. It's all black with a yellow stripe down the back. And he says, what a beautiful squirrel. And Audubon, being Audubon, says, oh, yes, it is a beautiful squirrel. And it's good natured, too. So much so that if you pick it up wearing gloves, it'll wow. let you. Wow. <laughs> so, of course, this was not a squirrel. And the traveler goes and tries to pick up the animal and gets sprayed. The quote-unquote squirrel. The squirrel, yes. <laughs> but... Audubon realizes later that he completely miscalculated this prank because a winter storm hits and they have to take refuge together in a cabin. So the people that own the cabin flee. They make the traveler stick his coat outside, but Audubon gets to share a bed with him. Wow. So his idea kind of backfired. Yes. Yes. He really (laughs) messed up with that one. 
Raffinesque was completely obsessed with finding new species. And the reason that he came to visit Audubon in the first place was he hoped that Audubon would have drawn some previously undescribed plants because he usually would draw some brush or shrub with his birds. So he decided to travel to meet Audubon and stayed with him. So with his obsession with new species and his trusting nature, it's reported all over that Raffinesque was pretty naive most of the time. (laughs) He was a really easy target for Audubon's sense of humor. Poor guy. Yeah. (laughs) You kind of do feel sorry for him a little bit. You do, yeah. What happened to make Audubon decide to pull this prank on poor naive Raffinesque was that Raffinesque smashed his prized Cremona violin. Oh, Uh, we know that Audubon was really into music and art and yes, yeah. Yeah, yep, so it must have been really special to him. So Audubon described this incident in his book, Ornithological Biography, in 1831. So it's the middle of the night, and Audubon and the rest of his family is fast asleep when they're suddenly awoken by a great uproar in Raffinesque's room. So they rush in, throw open the door, and they find Raffinesque running around with the neck of this violin completely naked. Trying to smash bats that had come in the room. So the bits of the violin body were just all over the floor. He clearly, yes, completely smashed. And he's using the remains of it to try to smack these bats so that he can collect (laughs) them and describe them because he's convinced they are completely new species. As opposed to leaving the room and leaving the bats to themselves. Yes, yes. So Audubon just decides to watch him exhaust himself. And finally, Raffinesse just begs him for help to collect these bats. And these bats are so battered that Audubon takes up the neck of the violin and just gives each one like a good whack. And it's over. And, And... he describes the room as just being a complete mess. The All of the new plant specimens were all over the floor. So Audubon decides he's going to be helpful and try to pick them up. But Raffinesse tells him, no, no, never mind. Don't worry about those. I'll I'll arrange them again so you know, I have the bats and that's enough. <laughs> and that was, that was important. <laughs> yes, that was what was important to him is the bats. Audubon leaves... No apology from Raffinesque, no even mention of using the violin as a weapon. As it turned out, at least a couple of these bat species were new, Uh um, and Raffinesque describes having found them in Henderson. Okay, at least it's not for nothing. Yes, yes. Okay. So for one of the species, he even says it often comes in the house at night. So (laughs) Audubon's story is at least partially true. So I'm sure you're wondering now, what did Audubon do to get back at him for this? <laughs> he made up 28 new species. Just made them up and described them to Raffinesque, completely exploiting his obsession with brand new species. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the, yeah. So the <laughs> breakdown of this is 11 fake fish, three fake snails, mm-hmm. two fake birds, one fake mollusk, uh, two fake plants, and nine fake rats. Wow. That's a creative, that's a creative person. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's reported that Raffiness did have some doubts about these species, but not really about whether or not they existed. Just in some of the small details, maybe Audubon got some of the details wrong, but that these things were real. But he would investigate, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to investigate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of these fish species was supposedly 
bulletproof. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't suspect that part. No. 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 That was that was fine. A rock-covered fish that could swim was completely normal. And it actually wasn't until the 1870s that the 11 fish were identified as fakes. So the bulletproof fish made it in as a species mm-hmm. all the way up to 1870. Wow. So decades after both men had died. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rapinesque, luckily, for the fish anyway, attributed them to Audubon. People, other scientists mm-hmm. were able to say, oh, well, Audubon described these to him. Audubon made these up. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't help Audubon's reputation Not either. really, yeah. yeah. But preserved Rapinesque's reputation. A little bit, yeah. Little they, bit. they decided that the other animals that were odd they just just kept attributing them to raffinesque's fertile imagination (laughs) so the ones that weren't credited to audubon Mm -hmm. in his published writing they kept those as he made them up (laughs) oh goodness neil woodward at the smithsonian recently was going back through raffinesque's journals Mm -hmm. and he found the rest of these fake species he had in his Private journals attributed them also to Audubon from this trip. So he has spent a couple of years going through and finding all of the fakes. And that's how it came (laughs) out that there were 28 fakes. Like I said before, Audubon didn't get away with this prank scot-free. Of course, after his death in the 1870s, scientists really started looking more critically at his work also. And they found five birds that didn't currently exist and accused him posthumously of making them up. Yeah. But the problem... Yeah. didn't work out well. (laughs) No. Yeah. So it's equally possible that they're fakes... Mm -hmm. Or they just don't exist anymore. Maybe they're extinct. Yeah, or just a rare color variant of, or a mutation. But the question remains because now he has a history of faking species. (laughs) But Raffinesque, he, it didn't seem to bother him Mm -hmm. at all. He He seems like a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, kind of go with the flow. Yeah, Yeah. so it wouldn't bother him. Yeah, so he just goes on obsessively cataloging new species. He left Transylvania and Lexington. Uh, in 1826, mm-hmm. after his proposal for a botanic garden was abandoned by the state legislature mm-hmm. and several disagreements with the president of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. When you don't show up and teach your <laughs> own sure. classes, you I'm tend sure. not to have a good relationship with your boss. With your boss, with the students. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> he ended up um, moving to Philadelphia and he lived there the rest of his life. And even in a private letter in 1832, he proposed an early theory of evolution mm-hmm. before Charles Darwin. Oh, wow. And uh, Darwin later credited Raffinesque's idea in the third edition of On Origin of Species. Yeah, so he did contribute a lot to science. He did, yes. Biology and all that. And then... Despite his absent-mindedness. Yes. And then in 1827, a big-eared bat, which is native to the Southeast Mm -hmm. United States, was named for Raffinesque, and it's now used by Transylvania University as their mascot, and they've named it Raff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's a good good bit of history to, to know. Yeah. And then in um, 1924, a society of people decided to try to find Raffinesque's remains Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia and bring them back to Transylvania Mm -hmm. uh, to mollify his spirit. They (laughs) (laughs) felt like because he'd left under a cloud that he was... His spirit was responsible for several bad things that had happened. In Transylvania. Yeah, Yeah. including Old Morrison burning down a couple of times. 
So they brought these few plagues and yeah. Yes, yes. So they brought these bones back, thinking that would mollify his spirit, and they've buried him in Old Morrison under the words "Honor to whom honor is overdue." Yeah. The only problem is that it's really probably not (laughs) Raffinesque at all. But they tried, and Old Morrison hasn't burned down since he's been back. So that's good. At least that worked. Yes, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you, Erin. Thank you for that good bit of history and fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Tales from the Kentucky Room, a podcast brought to you by the Central Library's Kentucky Room staff at the Lexington Public Library. If you enjoyed listening, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you have any questions about local history or genealogy research, you can visit us in the Kentucky Room to use our collection and newspaper microfilm, or you can email us at elibrarian at lexpublib.org. That's elibrarian at lexpublib.org. I'm Miriam, and we'll be back with another trip down Lexington's memory lane.